Checkles, checkles, checkles do. Opening a beer, how do you do? My name's Craig, gonna talk to Jake. We're gonna talk about movies, for heaven's sake. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be good. We're gonna tell you whether you watch it, well, you, whether you shouldn't watch it or should. Movie. Movie! Oh, I should turn off the air on my side. It's gonna get hot in here anyway. You know what I'm saying? I actually don't know what I'm saying. That okay. could mean we're getting heated in an argument, or we're getting yeah, I or hope. we're getting passionate. Both are go. Both can be true. Yeah. Well, I think in general, just being around hum, humans just naturally give off heat. So I think it's just going to get hot in here, regardless. Yeah, it's a little cooler now, though, that we stay six feet apart. That's true. This is going to be a. This is going to be kind of a weird episode. It is. It's going to be a, Why is a it little bit be? of a different episode. Well, we're staying in line with our theme, where we're watching uh, a number one movie from Netflix streaming top ten, but it brought to mind something else that was happening and like it's been big on hulu palm springs and uh the top two movies in my letterbox popularity queue are these two movies the old guard and palm springs and they both kind of deal with people who can't die at a yeah. certain point yeah. you know so i i thought maybe we might want to just kind of get in there talk about a little bit of immortality in movies and and how we feel these two do more than one movie just a little bit. Just a little bit. We'll, we'll, Why not we'll a delve lot? into that. What do you th- there are no rules, Jake. We did a whole no, episode no. On, on Steven Soderbergh, and we go off topic all the time. I'm here to kick ass and take names, and I'm all out of ass. What's your name? <laughs> My name is Jake from the Pineapple Boy Films YouTube channel. What's yours? My name is Craig from the uh, uh, Pineapple Boy Film series nope. Platoon of Power Squadron. Yeah, but you are the Wheezy Waiter. One million subscribers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I do have one million, almost one million and two thousand subscribers. Craig, congratulations, sir. Thank you. It you have been working on that for a long time. Thir- 13 and I'm so, years. 13 years. I'm so excited that it finally happened. Yeah, now I can... Uh, uh stay in my house because there's a pandemic all right so are we talking about a movie yeah dude i what are you tired of the the adulations uh congratulations well hey it's it's just a number you know million schmillion yeah okay well (laughs) 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 all right so let's talk about um the number one movie on Netflix, it was number one for a couple weeks. Uh, it had it pushed unso- the new Unsolved Mysteries into the number two slot. Uh, the Old Guard, starring Charlize Theron. But I thought we'd talk about, just real quick, some of the characters can't die in movies. Do you have a personal favorite from just movie history? Well, you asked me to decide on one. And yeah. uh, I guess I would have to... I thought about I, I I looked at I I just Googled like immortality in movies and I looked at all the movies and I was just trying to decide. And for a while there, I was thinking possibly being John Malkovich. And I'm like, that's I mean, it's loosely there's like a immortality oh, yeah, thing yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Get Out. Uh, spoiler. Those spoilers. Okay, that's but that's <laughs> those are very interesting. So like body switch movies, I hadn't even considered that. Those, that's a big spoiler right there for for Get Out. <laughs> uh, well, the the listeners of this podcast are aware of that spoiler. Okay, I hope so. Uh, anyway, but but then and then I started thinking, oh, Jake wants to talk about Palm Springs too, so he's considering that an immortality movie as well. So then I was like, well, oh, 100 percent. And then then I started thinking about Groundhog Day. So then I'm like, Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah, it's got to be Groundhog Day. It's got to. Groundhog be. Day is, I mean, the predecessor to Palm Springs, 100. percent We've yeah. we've gotten a, a few of these in recent years. Yeah. And uh, Groundhog Day is, I mean, that's just a great movie. That is a to me. Mm, it is is perfect. Mm, I'm kissing my hand and throwing my hand into the air. Mwah. And I'm doing it <laughs> in a loop, as if I were in a time loop. Mwah. Mwah. Uh, here's the thing about Groundhog Day. I'm just going to go into Groundhog Day right now. 
and spoil it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I, one of the one of the most beautiful things about it is because he's in a time loop. It's this jerk jerk face guy. He's kind of he's just an asshole, uh, and he and he gets caught into a time loop, and he it, it goes through like his whole process of like just trying to do stuff, just doing experimenting and then suffering and realizing he's in a terrible place and just giving up like he basically completely gives up on ever being able to get out of this thing and then he decides to just be a good person just to be a good person (laughs) yeah that's it that's the only reason he has to dig deep down inside and figure out uh uh how to just turn himself around and be good even though he doesn't even expect to get out of this he's just gonna do it yeah and then he does get out of it. Yep. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I am going in a very different direction. Uh, okay. More of an old guard kind of scenario, actually. And I'm going to bring it back to the 90s as well with a little film called The Crow. Oh, I yes, yes, yes. loved The Crow. I loved The Crow. You're kind of a, and you're kind of a 90s darkling, you know? Oh, like, boy. Am I ever. Yeah. And I... I I mean, it's also tragically ironic, like, that The Crow is mm. an immortal character. Oh, um, yeah. And what happened to Brandon Lee. And I, I... Eliza didn't see a lot of these 90s movies growing up. And so I showed her The Crow on a Valentine's Day, I think, because he comes back for love, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, several years ago. And after, or maybe even towards the end of the movie, she didn't know about Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee was tragically the star of the crow was tragically killed on set yes uh by a it was a it was a plugged gun basically it wasn't it wasn't a live round but it was a improperly loaded round and he was killed improperly loaded blank blank yeah yeah there was something within the barrel and the blank is still gunpowder in a gun just yeah. without the, you know, the actual round in it. A little metal and, piece. But since there was, since there was something yeah. in the barrel, it, it acted as a bullet. Yeah. That is a great movie. I do not... I've, it's been so long since I've seen it, I can't even remember a lot other than uh, a lot of good fighting and Brandon Lee with his shirt off. Yeah, right. yeah. Or, or just almost like a shirt that was like torn to basically like electric tape. He had like uh-huh. electric tape like wound around his. He was very gothy. I mean, oh, yeah. he was a guy who was in a band whose girlfriend was killed by these dudes over um, kind of like uh, rent. It was like a landlord situation actually, mm-hmm. and they were trying to intimidate them out of the building, and it led to this horrible double murder. And he comes back. There's this when something really horrible happens, a crow can bring a soul back from the afterlife to. Um, to avenge the deed. So it brings Brandon Lee back. Um, his character's name. The Crow. But, Crowy. Crowy yeah, McGee. He's just the Crow. Crowy McGee, I think, is what yeah. they called him. Yeah. And he comes back to just basically one by one pick off these uh, these guys who killed them. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful film. The uh, director, Alex Proyas. Yeah. I I owned uh, Dark City. That was like my favorite movie for a while. I know. I loved that movie. Yeah. But, Dark City, there's always this big Dark City versus the Matrix kind of uh, thing uh, that goes on. And mm-hmm. I was firmly in the Matrix camp. Dark City I, I was aesthetically incredible. Mm-hmm. But I felt like... Aesthetable. Never, like, I, I didn't... I didn't <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aesthetable. I never got hooked by the uh, story or characters. I well, I didn't ever compare it to the Matrix. I just, I just liked it. I think it came out before the Matrix, didn't it? Yeah, 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 slightly. Uh, and to me, they're just they're different. There's diff- right. I mean, but it's yeah. it's people like realizing that the world that they are living in is programmed by people for a purpose. It's like yeah. so like that's the only reason they kind of get lumped in. It's, it's those yeah. overarching things. They they are very different movies, no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. Yeah um yeah but the crow good choice i need to rewatch the crow now probably and so it's funny actually because your choice is very palm springs and my choice is very old guard in terms of the methodology of immortality interesting um but so uh when we were deciding to do these these top top films on netflix the old guard had just appeared it is a netflix original 
and they spent clearly a lot of money <laughs> on this film. Yes. Um, do you want to give a brief synopsis? Uh, this is a Jake synopsis one, I think. Okay. A, yeah. Um, I have been trying so hard to remember this movie since I watched it a week ago. <laughs> you forgetting um, the movie? Oh, yeah. Totally. So, um, basically, we are introduced to a small group of mercenaries, uh, I guess you would call them, who basically are hired by people for to go into very dangerous situations and extract people. I guess it's kind of what they do. They're like a they're like and, a vigilante group that that yeah that saves people. Like they're in the beginning, they're saving a group of kidnapped girls in S- Serbia. No, not um, Serbia. I don't hard remember. to hard to remember, but it is yeah. it is uh, Middle Eastern ish. Yeah, um, or Africa. So, I like, I, I'm not going to remember the exact details of that because also, um, anyway, they are they are this group of freelance mercenaries, and we learn very on when they are double crossed and shot to death that they cannot be shot to death. They yeah. their their bodies eject the bullets. They get back up. See, and I did not know. Everybody. I did not know what this movie was about at all when I started watching. Oh, oh really? You didn't watch the trailer? No. Okay, I, so so when that happened, that, I was like, I'm like, okay, so this movie so far, it seems kind of, kind of like a like a Mission Impossible type thing, but like much more morose. And then and then <laughs> and then like, but there's got to be something more. There's something more gonna happen. And then they they all die, and I'm like, oh, this is a short movie. And then they and then they <laughs> they healed themselves. I'm like, ah, I get it, I get it. They're all Wolverine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, they get up, they kill everybody, and then they're like, okay, the guy who gave us this mission basically was trying to kill us or prove that we can't be killed because there's video cameras all over recording them to some, like, streaming them to some somewhere. They don't know. And yeah. they're, so they're like, we got to find this guy. We got to get him. But then they also receive a vision that a new immortal, quote, unquote, immortal, because there is a time at which they die, although they can't predict it or know why. Um they have a dream. They all simultaneously dream aspects of this person who is becoming immortal. Mm-hmm. And it's a Marine. It's this uh, Marine. And she is freaked out because she didn't die, even though her throat was slit. And everyone and, in her unit is freaked out. Yeah, and they don't. And they yeah, ostracize her. Yeah, they do not treat her kindly. <laughs> not at all. And then um, Charlize goes and picks her up. And says, this is what you are. You're one of us. You got to tag along. We're going to go get this guy. That is the basic synopsis of the movie. So before we get further into that, would you recommend or disrecommend this movie? I would absolutely recommend it. I thought it was great. I would not waste your time on this movie. That's what I figured (laughs) since you don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to I've been trying to keep it in mind because it's so hard because everyone's so lifeless. This, in yeah, it, well, despite yeah, being yeah. immortal. I was gonna guess why you don't like it is probably one of the reasons why I really do like it. Is because of I loved I loved Charlize Theron's performance. I loved how pissed off and tired <laughs> and jaded she was about the whole thing because that's how it would be. She's been around for maybe thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, and I like that a lot. That's fine. There are aspects yeah. of the movie that I enjoyed. And uh, the beginning really had me geared up because when they come back to life and guys, okay, so we're going to start getting into straight up spoilers territory here. If you want to watch The Old Guard unspoiled, Craig recommends it. Mm-hmm. I do not. Uh, go ahead and stop here. Go watch the movie. Come on back into spoilers territory. Spo- spo- spoilers, Craig. Spoilers. Oh, shoot. It turns out they can all uh, talk to aliens. No! Oh! No, that's not true. Did I miss something? Did I get something wrong? <laughs> yeah, they okay. can't talk to aliens. I mean, oh. they could if there were aliens in this movie. They could just speak to them, whether or not the aliens understand. They probably would. Um, uh, well, at least Charlize Theron probably knows if aliens ever were on Earth because she's been around long enough. So I was hyper geared up about wow. this movie. From the trailer, it was great. The opening sequence was great. The action of them decimating the team that kills them, fantastic. See, Um, I had zero expectations before I watched it. Zero. Sure, 
Sure. Yeah. And that probably helped in your viewing as well. It probably did. I don't know. But there is a certain amount of, I'm going to call it uh, the DC problem, as in DC comics, DC movies, where everyone is so tough and speaking. And Okay, so this is based on a graphic novel. This is based on yeah. a comic book. And every bit of dialogue, every bit of character development is so comic book that it lost it struggled to hold my interest i and some comic books some comic books do it well but like but in this case it's like every everything everyone is so dire and yes they have been around for a really long time so that makes sense that they'd be a little frustrated with their situation <laughs> yeah but like it's every conversation is based around exposition and every every bit of personal development of the characters is so expositiony like she's dour why is she dour oh well she was friends with this lady and they were tight 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 and maybe lovers i'm not sure and then then her fate as the immortal she was traveling with her that backstory was so cool i could like i could have spent way more time in there because talking i was about, really intrigued you're talking about by charlize that. theron's backstory with yeah uh Let's, why, don't, why don't you explain it? What's the backstory? Okay, so every once in a while when these immortals show up, they, they roll together for a few hundred or thousand years or whatever. Uh, Charlize is like the oldest. She's super old. She's like the queen of the damned old. Um, and the, so one time, so this one group she was a part of, it was this one dude uh, who I think she was in love with. And he died the death that they never know is coming, right? Like, eventually, sometimes they get shot or stabbed or whatever, and they just don't heal, and they die. And that's that. Yeah. And then this other lady that she was running with, um, she and Charlize get accused of witchcraft. And so when they burn them, they, they heal. And so, obviously, they think, well, witches. <laughs> like, that makes sense. So what they do instead is they take Charlize's friend... Uh, or companion or whatever partner and they put her in a steel coffin sail her out somewhere to sea and drop her in so all she's been doing for thousands of years is dying coming back to life only to drown again over and over again like every 10 seconds yeah yeah that is awesome <laughs> like that is hardcore dude yeah that is hardcore yeah. uh yeah that that backstory is great. That that intrigued me enough. I figured, you know, she might come back at some point. The her her friend who has been di dying over and over again in the ocean. Um, right. But it didn't it didn't bother me that she didn't come back until the very end to set up a sequel possibly. Um, yeah. But absolutely, it was the absolute worst use of her character too. Because what I really wanted was for Charlize to be like, okay, I'm. Spoilers, guys. I'm, I told you spoilers. At the end, when Charlize is like, okay, I am mortal again, apparently. My wounds aren't healing anymore. I will dedicate the rest. I, what I wanted her to be was like, okay, let's just, I'm going to find her. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to find and correct uh, my no, worst no, mistake. No, 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 no. I would not buy that at all. She's already spent probably, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of years, a, couple, a thousand at least, trying to find her. I don't think she was going to go try to find her anymore. She was done. She was certainly done. All uh, right. But, well, I, I mean, I guess you could, make, you could make the argument that new technology might help her, but I don't know. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah. She, she also could call up James Cameron and be like, listen, Jimmy Cams, we are going to go take your submersibles. We are going to go down there just like you did with but, MRF and but Titanic, then again, and we are going to find my lady friend. But then again, maybe she has already done that because that kind of technology has been around for a while, too. Uh, anyway, I disagree with you on most of the things you said. Okay. Uh, good. like I didn't, I don't consider that. I didn't seem that I don't watch a lot of DC movies, but I didn't consider this like a DC movie at all. As far as, uh, how tough or gruff or dire things are. I don't know. That didn't, I mean, I guess like, I guess you could compare it maybe to Nolan's Batman as far as how, how dire everything is. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't except, feel except, inauthentic to me, like like a lot of DC movies do. It felt. Except it felt no real. one's Batman is. 
well, like Nolan's Batman is exploring things that are interesting though. And this one, like there's a certain amount and I, you know, a, a part of this also might be how, how long I've been around, like <laughs> consuming content such as this, you know, but like there's a certain point at which the heroes, the reluctant heroes are out there doing what they know is right. Quote unquote, like searching for the people who need help whatever so they're basically an unregulated paramilitary group with a bunch of like automatic weapons walking into wherever the fuck they feel like and doing whatever they think is right i mean they're basically the feds involved you know running into portland right now like it, well it yeah is... i don't i don't i but i i wouldn't de- i wouldn't have thought that the movie was propping them up as just pure good guys either like no they, well so th- yeah. this it's also admittedly getting harder for me to watch movies like these now like we watched bad boys for life right mm-hmm. and like i loved bad boys when i was 15 when i like and then re-watching it later after 15 i just loved bad boys i thought it was so cool now watching it it's like oh yeah okay so this is why every police officer thinks they can do whatever they feel like you know <laughs> yeah but it's i felt like this, i felt like this movie was sensitive to that i think it knows that the audience is thinking that you know I don't feel like they do. I mean, okay, other than our yeah. Marine protagonist who shows up and she's like, I can't be the person that you are. I can't just be like ending lives because they're quote unquote bad guys in black yeah. masks, you know? Like yeah. that, sure. But it's yeah, well, also on the nose. Every bit of, and this is the DC thing too. It's all, everything's so on the nose. The good guys are gruff, but good. The bad guys are gruff and super evil. I don't. Like, and corporations are evil. I not see that at all. I mean, I did definitely see corpora- corporations are evil, but, but or pharmaceutical company uh, is evil in this movie. But I did not see them as purely good heroes. I felt like Charlize Theron was like borderline evil the whole time. Like she was, she was uh jaded she had given up she didn't want to try her 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 friend all did turn them in uh to to the pharmaceutical oh yeah yeah yeah. he did he did see i Uh, completely forgot that because that's how uninterested uh, i was (laughs) well maybe maybe you need to watch it again jake i will never watch this again (laughs) the scene where the the soldiers are in the back of the truck and they're like uh what is he your boyfriend and they are yeah, yeah. Bo- they are two boyfriends, and he gives that beautiful monologue about how he's a child and how and in describing his love for this man that's spanned hundreds of years. Yeah, um, this man is more to me than you will ever know. This man is more than a boyfriend. He's yeah. loved my life. The whole thing, like yes, yeah. those words are very, very trite. <laughs> Like that entire speech. I know, I know. We're in a we're in a bunch of macho guys surrounding these two super macho guys, and those super macho guys in the middle are in love. And the fact that they kiss at the end of that speech, and then all the super macho guys are like, "Oh, pull them apart!" Like yeah. we're all we got all the armor in the world, but we still we still are intimidated by males loving males. You know, like that whole thing. It's it's all so obvious. I didn't. And I like, did, well, yeah. Okay, I could. I guess you could say that that was trite. I, it felt true to me though. Uh, uh. But uh, but it felt, I did not. It, it, felt, did, it didn't feel it like they felt, were pulling it, them apart and fe- feeling weak. They were just pulling them apart. They were just that that I don't know. That didn't feel like the way you described to me. The way, but the shot. Them to I pull, mean, the shot. The shot. That that shot of them pulling apart like was so clearly. Here are these two dudes kissing and they love each other and they're like their hands are bound. They're not allowed to love each other by the society. They're surrounded by these dudes and all this paramilitary gear. So yeah. then it's all a wide shot. And when those guys all drop in with their helmets and everything and pull apart, you know, homosexual love, it's all so like, look at the importance of my movie. Like it's yeah. so obvious. And like, I thought it was it, just it, a, it seemed a nice. It, scene. it doesn't seem authentic. It doesn't seem authentic to me. It seems like, well, I don't like, I don't know what a relationship that spans hundreds of years with two immortals would be. But, but it wouldn't be the hallmark bullshit that guy's spouting. <laughs> I don't know. I did not, did it's, not feel it's like quasi, It's like he was doing like quasi-Shakespeare hallmark, you know? No. No, I disagree. It was better. Yeah, it was, it was treacle. better than that. Treacle. No. I, 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 I mean, I, I, again, I don't... Hey, get, dude. Dig I, it. I dig the message. I dig the message. Yeah. Oh, of course you it do. Just, yeah, I know. It just felt too 
it felt too tacked on. It felt like, okay, so here we want to, we want to say this, 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 and this. So like, we'll do some action scenes and then we'll have a real quick scene where he talks about love and then gets pulled apart by no, the, the no. system. Did and not, then, it did not feel that way to me at all. It felt like a, something I've never seen in a movie before. Their relationship, those two characters, to me, it does not happen in a comic book movie or, or in most, I mean, most standard mainstream movies. I did not. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I, I appreciate the inclusion of their characters and their storyline. I just wish it had some, not even subtlety, just panache. Like, I wish it had some style to it. I wish it had some, I wish it had, I didn't feel like either of those guys were real characters. Maybe once when they were sitting around the I table. I completely but, disagree. I completely okay. disagree with you. Okay. Like. Uh, I thought they were. I thought they were great. They felt the whole thing felt realistic. The way that they, the way that they spoke, like these people who've been around for hundreds of years, the way that they were behaving to me felt like the right choice, exact, exactly the the right choice for how someone would be after being around for so long. You know, right? And it felt like to me, like every sensitive tough guy I've seen in movies forever. And Charlize too. And hey, guess what? You guess did, who really? is probably the, the, my the, those two guys felt like sense just typical sensitive. The tough entire guys? team. The entire team. Like the entirety mm. of the immortal team. Mm. Yeah. And I'm and yeah. here's where I'm coming from too, dude. Like yeah. let's uh, let's not mince words, man. Who is probably my favorite favorite actress? Your favorite maybe actress. of ever. It's Charlize Theron, man. Yeah. I love great. her. I, yeah. I think she's incredible in mm -hmm. everything. And she has great scenes in this movie. But I and I'm I don't know if I'm blaming the director. I don't know if I'm blaming the writer. I don't know who had the most power in this scenario. I don't know if I'm blaming Netflix. I don't know if I'm I blaming a producer. I think you should blame the mood you were in and you should rewatch it. I think that's what you should I blame. really I really am not gonna <laughs> we have we have so little time. And Craig, okay. you and I are are at least half dead for sure. Yeah. Like we we like I have I have I have so little time left on this world to watch movies. I'm not so going to watch this jealous. one again. You were jealous that they could live forever. That's what this is. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. You know what? You're probably mm -hmm. right. You're yeah. probably right that I just want to be immortal. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Look, I didn't... This isn't my favorite movie of all time, but now I'm... Now I feel like I need to... I need to step up how much I like it because I, of what you I know. Saying. You do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you do this all the time on the show, even. Like, you start, like, we, at some point, too, like, I, when I'm taking the negative position, I end up being like, also, I didn't hate this movie. Although, this movie, the one that we're talking about right now, The Old Guard on Netflix, yeah. um, I disliked it. I actively disliked it. Huh. I, I, had we not been doing a movie on it, I probably would have turned it off. I think, you know, I'm, now this is with the part where I speculate why I think you disliked it. Uh, oh, I love that. I love yeah. that part. Yeah, you do that to me, too. So this is what we do. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's similar to like, uh, don't interrupt me. It's similar to like, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's similar to like drive or a more like. Things that feel morose and downtrodden and and kind of the characters are not that animated. Like, I feel like you just, it just rubs you the wrong way. It just, yeah. just like when I first Dr introduced you to The National, you didn't like The National because you didn't like the way he sang. You didn't like, you didn't like his like low singing. You just don't like that, <laughs> that, you don't like that timbre. You don't like that, uh, that uh, emotion. I guess. Um, well, it took, like, in the case of The National, it took me a while. We don't have, this isn't The National podcast, but, like, <laughs> it, it took me a while to come around to what it was that they were doing. It just sounded like he was singing all mushed mouth, and the music behind it also sounded kind of lazy. And But, like, mm. listening to it over and over again, like, it's the perfect mood music for that mood when you're in that mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the lyrics are really cool once you actually can understand them because he is singing all mushed mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So it just takes work. You have to put work into that movie. Drive, yeah. 
I know exactly what my problem was with drive. See, you, is this, this what you why, want, or should we talk I about told the you, old guard? I told you not to interrupt me because I knew you're, you were going to say what you're about to say about drive while I was talking. So go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what was I going to say about drive? I don't know, but I knew you were going to say something. So Okay. So drive, <laughs> my initial problem with drive is the same problem I had with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that yet? Nope. I haven't seen, seen that. Okay. Um, so... I have a problem watching a movie in a movie theater that has a lot of people in it that does not care about uh, moving things along uh, according to story beats or pacing or anything, you know? Drive Mm. takes its sweet time. And if I'm alone on a couch watching it, guess what? That's great and it's cool. That movie's cool. But on an opening weekend night in a packed movie theater, a movie theater that's in a mall in America... (laughs) Like the the trailers for that movie were not was not the movie that that movie was, and all of those really super slow scenes of them staring at each other felt to me like the director was wasting everybody's weekend. Like, we've, like, we've we've talked about this before. Like like you have this idea of the feeling of the audience, but or an expectation of of a, a the, movie theater experience. Yeah, um, I do. And I, uh, I had a great time in Drive, and I thought it, I thought it was great, and I enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it more because I was seeing it with a room full of people. Same thing with Amore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna go back to Amore too, but yeah. I because actually I have something specifically I set aside to talk to you about Amore this week, specifically. <laughs> okay. um, but. And then, so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm not going to go into spoilers, because I know you might eventually watch it, especially after this conversation. I will. Eliza really liked it, actually. I mean, I, um, I've been meaning to watch it. I really want to know if I like it or not. <laughs> so, my theatrical experience of it was very drive-like. It was a very packed-out crowd on opening weekend, or shortly thereafter. Anyway, it was a very buzzed-about movie. And the guy behind me, a slightly older gentleman, I'd say in his 60s, stood up with the group of people who came with him, and he summed up the experience as such. He said, well, there goes $70 we'll never see again. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and I, felt, I felt every ounce of that man's pain because it feels like the laziest Tarantino movie ever in a packed movie theater. Yeah. I re- I, wa- I rewatched it this week because I'm in a movie phase where I just need to be watching movies every night, but um and I and I've been missing LA a lot and you see a lot of like LA glory in that movie even though it's 60s, late 60s LA glory. It's still it's still LA. Um Yeah. And uh rewatching it, I enjoyed it a lot more. There's still so much that I just think Tarantino's off the leash and he just needs he doesn't like he it's very self-indulgent the movie is very self-indulgent and i I could i could cut that sucker down and make it a lot tighter yeah but well he didn't he doesn't he doesn't have to that would be uh let's to to bring it back to the movie that would be kind of what i would um my my criticisms i have of the movie some of it is is like yeah you could cut some of that down in in the old guard there's like there's scenes especially towards in the second half where i feel like some of those um just dialogue scenes dramatic scenes are pretty slow pretty (laughs) you could you could bring them up a little bit um other than that i don't know i loved it i was i was in once i learned they were immortal and i started learning about a new immortal person from from the marine or was she a marine yeah she's a marine yeah and then her her coming into the fold, like that whole process, I love that kind of story. I was just in. Just in. Like her battling against Charlize as Charlize is taking her on the plane. And then the Marine girl tries to hijack the plane to be like, I'm not going anywhere with you. Yeah. Like, take me to this one place. And Charlize, like, gets out of that situation in a really cool way. Um, yeah. And so that's it. all cool. They're hand to hand fighting. All the fighting in the movie is very well done. All the action in the movie is very well done. Yeah. There's a lot of really nice gore too, which, you know, you know me. Yeah. You love the like, gore. I love the gore. I love yeah. the gore. Yeah. But, and, and also like in well, grand that, well, comic book. To bring up the gore, like that, to, to go back to what you said about, you know, them seeming like they're, they're the heroes they're the good guys to me like all the gore kind of 
counters that. Like, it really highlights that they're murdering all of these people. You know? Okay. Sure. Crow-like. Yeah. Crow-like. It's like, yeah, it's not like a DC movie, which hides the gore. It's like, just yeah. shows you. You know? For sure. Well, that's, well, that's true. Yeah. And, um... And the, the in true comic book fashion, one of the very enjoyable things about this movie is even though the flashbacks are bloodless, not bloodless, like lifeless is what I meant by bloodless, is it, it all feels so stayed and staged to me. And that's just the feel, overall feeling I have with this movie. So I'm bringing it to everything. But the pieces, like learning about Charlize's backstory with the woman who drowned, fantastic the quick exploration of the guy who turned on them his story where he has to go back to talk to his family after learning he's immortal and one of his sons is dying of cancer and and he can't and he says you won't help me you are immortal you obviously know some kind of secret and he's like i can't i can't affect this i can't help you and then the hatred that came out of that from seeing his son in a hospital bed hating him for not being able to help him like that's good stuff but it's all quick turnkey storytelling you know it just feels like it just feels so comic booky in which we only have six panels to get out all the storytelling beats on this page do them as fast as possible and as quickly as possible and 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 oftentimes that can lead to a feeling of inhumanity for me all right i mean i i didn't feel that to me i i was in like i i heard his story and i felt like it was enough and uh and i didn't need more time with it um i don't think i would have needed more time with it either this is a hard thing it's a hard thing for me but like but it's told in such a way and and again this could be explained by immortality by somebody like living with something for so long but the the bland delivery of the story also makes me feel like it doesn't matter it's like you know it's like the singer of the national telling you a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except this guy had better enunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this might just be a gap in my thing, but like old guard felt, that's just what old guard felt like to me. And again, they're cool story beats. Like at the end, we finally realized, so what, um, what Dudley Weasley wants to, is it? No, not Weasley. Dudley. Dursley. Dursley. Yeah what dudley dursley so that is the kid from harry potter did you know that the the farm the pharmaceutical guy oh really yeah oh, is yeah, the okay. evil is harry potter's like cousin okay dudley yeah. dursley yeah <laughs> i didn't know uh, that okay <laughs> so what he wants to do is harvest their genes or whatever in order to create immortality for the world yeah and what we are learning at the end of the movie through um Oh my God, I love him. What's his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor. 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 It's my guess. I've loved him ever since Serenity. Yeah. Um, yeah. As the agent. He has been kind of piecing together where the immortals have been, the old guard, have been throughout history. And he sees that whoever they save, like one to two generations down, that person they saved, um, like beget someone who begets someone who advances humanity in some fashion and that's super cool too like yeah. there's cool there's cool storytelling devices in here it's all just about delivery for me i think we both liked the story i think uh you just wanted it to be delivered differently i Sounds I, like. I, I just want i want to feel like the people i'm watching are human people by and large and I what felt i felt that. like that's what i felt I, and i didn't feel it at all <laughs> i felt like i was watching a bunch of cliches act out cool story beats eh. well and 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 also like you clearly say these guys are not cliches these two guys are deeply in love over a series of centuries yeah. that's not cliche but yeah. somehow they they their performances still felt cliche to me not to me I know. I'm glad. I'm glad. To I'm me, glad they were like that when you. They, I guess, cliche in the sense that they felt like a couple of like Shakespearean characters to me, like like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or something. They were like they always oh, they always had like a good like rapport going and like a snappy one back and forth, and it always felt like it was on the side of the main plot, like <laughs> uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern 
far more engaging than these guys. Uh, well, no, maybe in their and own far, movie, far that, more that, clever wordplay. Maybe play. in their far own movie that they had in their an own entire movie. Yeah. movie together. Sure. Oh yeah, I, I can't talk about them in Hamlet. I can only talk about them in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. are dead. Maybe when they had an entire movie together, sure, they had a lot of room there <laughs> to to show themselves. That's not that's not the same thing. Um, it, to me, that felt like a, they were a unique um, uh, aspect of this movie that you don't see very often. Or sure, um, I don't know. They, they fe- it felt real to me. Like every every reaction from Niall, that's her name, the the new recruit. Uh, yeah, felt, felt natural. Felt like felt like that's how I would be in that situation. Yeah, um, no, she actually she did a good job, and and also yeah. the the writing and presentation of her her disbelief yeah. and her journey to belief was very well executed. And I I feel like if I've been around for thousands of years, I'd be a little bit like Charlize Theron. <laughs> I, I, I well, know. Craig, you look you look like her to me right now. I mean, I get that a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like we Diablo should move Cody on. Diablo Cody had this pre podcast like interview show out of the trailer in her backyard and um it's called the red band trailer and it was amazing it was like podcast before podcasts and i loved it and she was interviewing mindy kaling and diablo cody having worked with shirley theron on young adult this is a very side story by the way okay um okay uh said that diablo was with Charlize one day walking down the street and a woman came up to her in tears in tears not knowing who Charlize was, but saying that she was the most beautiful woman she'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and Mindy Kaling was like, her beauty made someone cry? <laughs> and I just, I always think of that story. I think it's so funny. <laughs> uh, I think we can move on probably to Palm Springs. Cool. I don't know. Uh, I feel before like, we do. I feel like we, we know where we stand here on this movie. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, and... I hate to do it as a versus, because this is Netflix versus Hulu. These movies were dropped at almost the same time. I mean, this is the old guard immortality versus Palm Springs immortality very on two streaming movies. giants. Very different Oh, movies. yes. Yeah. But immortality link, we, could, okay. we get to do it. Okay. And we actually didn't even mean to do this for the podcast. Like, Craig watched it unbidden. I yeah. watched it unbidden. And only when I was realizing, like how much I was not enjoying old guard and like how there was this immortality link that I kind of wanted to talk to him about Palm Springs. Yeah. Did you um, think I w- wouldn't like old guard? The old guard. I thought maybe you'd be a little more on my page this time, but I'm <laughs> glad that you did enjoy it. I'm glad you did. Hey, I, I know I'm forcing you to watch these movies, but yeah, I'm, so I'm happy when you have a good time. Yeah. I, I, I never would have watched it. I never would have watched this movie probably if it wasn't for this podcast. Because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even known about it. First of all, <laughs> I wouldn't, have, and I probably just wouldn't have sought out. That wouldn't have been the first thing I, I sought out. But I'm real glad I did. I thought it was great. Watch it. Don't listen so, to Jake. Watch it. So see, so you never would have found this uh, other than Netflix top ten. Like, so how did you come upon uh, Palm Springs? Because uh, that well, is also just released to a streaming platform. How did maybe, that happen? Maybe into somewhere your... down the line, I would have found Old Guard, but. I came across Palm Springs. I think I saw a trailer for Palm Springs because I, uh, I do watch a bunch of things on Hulu. Like I just finished Future Man series. Yeah, man, you awesome. love that show so much. And I've been like, when I've been doing my my workouts, I've been doing these days. I I watch things randomly. Sometimes I'll watch a Netflix thing. Some sometimes I watch a Hulu thing. I was wa- watching Live Free or Die Hard on Hulu. Kelly, I and, love that movie uh, so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I think I saw a trailer for it, and then I also saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about it. Um, yeah, so like a lot of the things that I end up watching come from the come from film Twitter, mm-hmm. like when people get super excited about something, and so I wouldn't have watched Old Guard either because Twitter just ain't talking about it. No. At least my Twitter's not. Mine, ne- and, mine but, neither. But no one's. Tw- it's weird that no one's talking about it yet. It's number one on Netflix, just yeah. like. Like 365 days. Apparently, a lot of people were talking about it, but I did. I wouldn't have. On TikTok. Have, yeah. yeah I wouldn't not have, in our sphere. I would, that would have totally passed me by. I also think, like, so, like, with with 365 days, it's a little weird. With um, Patriot's Day, I think that was very 4th of July based. I yeah. I think since this was a new Netflix original original that cost 
like a considerable sum of money apparently look at just by looking at it yeah uh, with the cast and the and the locations and everything that they just front load the stuff that they drop big and yeah. so like by front loading it i think people do check it out a lot but i think they do push it to the front of the queue also we don't really know how they're measuring this netflix is 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 notorious for hiding their numbers so it's true they are very closed about it so uh, could be made up could be or it could just be not that high of number it could be like it it's true but there's also like it's like there's obviously something going on there because like clueless popped up on it at one point that's a super old movie that a bunch of people were watching all of a sudden the lorax was like number four they climbed the list all the way to number four when the old guard came out and that's like a few years old and I guess well, that, just all that, the kids are watching it right that, now. Maybe, or that leads me to believe that maybe the numbers aren't that high and it's not that hard for just a tiny spike in interest to jump something up to the top, you know? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. Before we move into Palm Springs, because uh, I found it the same way you did via film Twitter, Yeah. Um, I just want to real quickly hop into the Amor of it all. Amor, um, <laughs> the reason Amor is on my mind this week is because I watched a really incredible new horror movie called relic have you heard of relic craig i have not i don't think so so relic is everything does everything that amor did but does it in a way that made it super engaging and wonderful to me like amor all it is amor is like watching someone die without any artistry involved like like it's it's just like here here's this woman going like heading down the hall of Alzheimer's and you watch her husband lose her over the course of an hour and a half, I guess. I don't know. It felt like five, but, <laughs> but that's all it is. And relic is the exact same thing. It is an Alzheimer's story, but it's a mother played by, um, Emily Mortimer and her daughter who is a neon demon. I didn't realize, um, go because her mother is missing and her mother's starting to slip and, you kind of see the onset of Alzheimer's actually happening with, with when, when the mother comes back to the house. You kind of see it through the scenes and the interactions. But then you also kind of metaphorically see it. And then the entire last half hour of the movie is completely horrifying, effective horror movie storytelling where they enter into Alzheimer's and... Uh, come through the other side in the most humane and beautiful summation of what it's like to lose someone that you love to it and how to do it with grace. And it is a horror movie and it's fantastic. Doesn't sound it's like currently, more to me. Um, it's the same subject matter except <laughs> uh, actually engaging. Okay. All right. <laughs> and just as emotionally effective. Okay. All right. Like, I want to uh, go to a movie and actually see a movie, not just, like, watch just some Alzheimer's not just, happen. Not just, you know, learn about an aspect of life that we uh, that many of us will go through that uh, no one ever talks about in a realistic, yeah, because why would I, faith in a fair way. You know? Why would I pay to see that? I mean, I'm going to be living it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Like, you want, you want to tell me something? Entertain me, too. Okay. All right. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. So, uh, would you like to synopsize this one? Palm Springs stars Andy Samberg and your mother on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, Um, Kristen. I I just think she's the greatest. I'm going to look up her last name. She's great. Kristen Milotti. Milotti. Kristen Milotti? M-I-L-I-O-T-I. Milotti, I think. Milotti. And our favorite, J.K. Simmons is also in this. Um, and Andy Sam- we we begin with Andy Samberg in a time loop. He's already been in it for a while um, <laughs> around a wedding. And I don't know that I want to say too much to spoil it any more than that, really, except that uh, um, it's a it's kind of it's a it's like a take on the Groundhog Day situation, but a rom-com as well so groundhog day is more of a rom-com than palm springs is and actually this is interesting palm springs it took me this is a movie i watched twice in a row within one week yeah so like as opposed to the old guard (laughs) like palm springs um 
it it has it is presented as a rom-com in its trailers and in its like actual description it says romantic comedy um but and it has trappings of a rom-com but it's much more of a dramcom. It's much more like a philosophical dramcom. The romance is like the sea story. Yeah, I would agree that the romance itself is is not as much of the forefront, but I don't know. I'd still call it a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. Sure. 100% yeah. a comedy. I also agree you should not spoil too much of this movie. Like, yeah. if you want to watch the trailer, watch the trailer. All yeah. it will do is make you want to watch it. Um, yeah. Craig, would you recommend this movie? Loved it. Loved it. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I thought, I said I thought oh, The Old Guard was great, but I didn't say I loved it. I loved this movie. <laughs> or did I? I Maybe loved... I did say I loved it, but I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily love that movie. But I love Palm Springs. I love Palm Springs so much. And I just, yeah. I, I, I was engaged from scene one and they kept surprising and delighting me i want to go back and watch it right thing. now i want to watch it right yeah, now, yeah dude that's exactly what this is gonna do it, it, i had to watch it a second time because i kept yeah. thinking about how the old guard to me was a series of like some cool story ideas but presented in a way i've seen before and then here comes palm springs out of nowhere <laughs> and it yeah. is a like i i had like you hear about movies being developed by people all the time, whatever. But this is a very tiny movie in terms of scope. Like, you have a pretty decently sized cast, but you use them in such few locations over and over again that you're just yeah. block shooting the whole thing. It's really brilliant in terms of making a low-budget movie yeah. with a great cast. But um, here is this idea, the time loop idea. It has been explored and explored and explored. It has been Groundhog Day. It has been Happy Death Day. Did you see Happy... You wouldn't have seen Happy Death Day. No. But it's like a, a funny horror movie version of... Like this girl keeps getting killed over and over again by a slasher on, on her birthday. And the day keeps looping. Yeah. And it's very enjoyable, actually. In, enjoyable movie. There is uh, um, uh, Live, Die, Repeat... Live Die Repeat, tomorrow. incredible, love that incredible movie. use of it. I love that movie too. Incre yeah, yeah, that movie's incredible. We yeah. watch that probably at least once a year. Mm -hmm. But Palm Springs does it and does it in a, in, in a, they're exploring things I've never seen explored with the concept well, before. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, one of the things that's interesting about it is that, well, I haven't seen. Oh, guys, guys, guys. Uh, spoilers. Watch this movie. We yeah. are moving into spoilers. Yeah. Watch this movie. Oh, although, quick warning, quick warning. For some people who uh, don't like super sexual humor, there's a lot of super sexual humor in this movie. Yeah. Um, and from the opening scene, once, once you watch the opening scene, you'll know whether or not this movie is going to fit your taste. <laughs> um, uh, okay, just wanted so, to throw that out there. Okay, so spoiler territory now. Uh, yeah. One thing that's interesting is that it's more than one person uh doing it and in fact three people experiencing it yeah um that i don't think i can think of in another one of these movies well lived i repeat does have uh tom cruise and emily Blunt well but doing not it. at the same time they're not experiencing it at the same time no that's true that's true um, so they're not re he has to re-explain it every time so like that's not yeah. the same yeah. yeah they're all retaining memories from their loops i like how it starts it starts at like Bill Murray at the end of of Groundhog Day, basically for for Andy Samberg. Like he's already been doing it for a long, yeah. long time. Absolutely. One sec, Craig. Hang on to yeah. your thought. Lies. Do you have the monitor? How hot is it up there? Eighty-one. Would you kick on the air? Okay. All right, guys. Sorry, I got to put the air back on. Uh, so there'll be a little bit of air conditioning going on in the background audio now because baby's yeah. got to sleep, y'all. And then it's just like brilliantly, it brilliantly carries through each per, each person's own conflict that they have. Andy Samberg is someone who has kind of given up and is kind of not trying anymore. Kristen Milioti yeah. is waking up right the morning after a one night stand with her sister's about about to be husband. <laughs> She's waking up in his, the room with, that he's in. On their wedding day, she's waking up in his room. Every day. Every single day. She just she gets pulled into the loop by on accident by Andy Sandler. Yeah. Um, 
and she's got to go on her own journey to figure out to just straighten out her life. Her 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 journey's kind of like Bill Murray's, where she's like, right. And that's what I love about it. She yeah. she brings that up too. So like a lot of times these movies are are the, the Groundhog's Day of it all, where you are meant to become a better person and it's all about like you you will not escape the loop until you are a better person yeah um and it's that whole idea but in this case she presumes that early on she's like i know exactly what i need to do i need to be better and here's how i'm gonna do it and she basically tells her sister before they say i do and runs away and then she still loops and at that point andy sandberg's like yeah this is it you know, and she's like, all right, let's waste some time. Yeah. Yeah, but she still does go on that journey. It's just not the thing that gets her out of the loop. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with Roy, J.K. Simmons. Uh, yeah. He, he actually already did. He, 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 like, he went through that process and now has learned to appreciate what he has. Cause he, See, this is what's so brilliant about yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, uh, he, ac- he accidentally gets pulled in. And then just brutally Not murders. Not accidentally. He gets brought in uh, by Sandberg. Oh, yeah, because, because he's... Well, it's an ac- it is an accident. It's just oh, yeah, that, he didn't intend to ha- get it. Yeah, But he was just were, like, I wish this day would never end. And yeah, Sand- they were Sandberg's just like... On drugs. <laughs> they were... <laughs> yep. Yeah. And he, and he pulls him in. Uh, and... And then he brutally murders Andy... For revenge, just brutally murders him over and over and over and over again. And then... And he was also, you know, he was at the wedding doing drugs. He was not, not, not that just doing drugs by itself is necessarily bad, but he was also like getting away from his family and like, did, was there, was there some, was there some deviance involved with him? I can't remember. Okay. So he, well, no, he was, he was coming to the wedding. I think he was invited to the wedding, but he also was just trying to score. The officiant had a bag of Coke in his pocket, but he wouldn't share it because it was for the groom. But, like, the, um, that's just the only thing. And Andy Sadberg's like, okay, he walks over and grabs it, and they start doing... I don't even know if it was Coke. There was all sorts of different colors. I've never done Coke, so I don't know if it comes in a variety of fun, fun dip I, co- colors. I don't know either. But, <laughs> but he... But he... The point is, it, it seemed like he wasn't happy with whatever life he was leading up to that point anyway. Like, he was, he was, uh, he was getting away from his family. Exactly. And then, but then later, uh, uh, Kristen Miliati, uh stands up to him when he's about to try to kill Andy Samberg again. And because yeah. Andy Samberg... When she's, on, when she's on a bender of, like, complete emotional devastation. Yeah, and Andy... And she's, she's acting out in a fun, fun, funny way. Yeah, but Andy Samberg is, like, afraid, and he doesn't want to stand up. And that's, like, his whole issue, is that he's, he's not... He doesn't want to take responsibility and try to do anything anymore. And exactly. She, and she does it for him. And then that causes Roy, the murdering guy, to reevaluate everything. And uh, so because Roy, because Roy, because Andy Samberg pulled J.K. Simmons into this, he occasionally, he has to drive all the way from Irvine to this desert wedding. So yeah. he, every once in a while, will come out and kill Andy Samberg as an act of revenge. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he'll come out and shoot him with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, or a crossbow. I forget what she was packing. At any rate, it's hilarious. He always comes by to try and kill Andy Sandberg just randomly. Yeah. yeah. But this time, being killed by Kristen, like, that ch- caused him to reevaluate. He decides he's never coming back out there. And then when Andy goes to see him, because... Well, I'm basically going through the plot. So, uh, <laughs> Kristen... I'm just going to call him by the first names also. Roy is not J.K. Simmons' first name, but I don't remember the other two <laughs> names. Do you remember their names? I watched it twice, and I still think of them as Andy and Kristen. Okay, so Kristen uh, decides she finds out that Andy Samberg actually has slept with her thousands of times, maybe a thousand times. Uh, yeah, he told he told her he told her once she was in the time loop, he told her that they hadn't ever slept together, yeah. but he knew kind of the tricks of getting her to sleep with him on the nights when he was bored basically um and she realizes i don't know if that's what makes her realize but that's one thing that makes her realize that she needs to get out of there so she disappears she she just stops seeing him for days and days and days and so he gets upset and he goes to see roy and roy's like you can never come here what are you doing here 
And uh, <laughs> but but then you you discover that Roy is like he loves his family and he loves seeing them every day and he's and he's 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 made peace with the whole thing. Yeah, he's um, like, it's it sucks that I'll never see my kids grow up, but as far yeah. as days go, this isn't a bad one to have over and over again. Yeah, so he's realized what he has, and he's become better for it, probably. Uh, and so, like, his story arc, Andy's story arc, Kirsten's story arc, all beautifully written and integrated together. A hundred percent, dude. This yeah. is so. So Kristen is ambition, right? She's ambition yeah. to move forward. Andy is fear of moving forward. He just wants to chill and be where he is. Like yeah. he finds the best way to spend the day he can because it's the same day over and over again. And then the guy who comes to live the bacchanalia with him, uh, like kind of relive his youth, whatever. Uh, gets stuck in the same place over and over again and comes to peace with adult life, which basically is the same day over and over again. Yeah. You know? So it's like accepting, getting rid of some of that ambition and accepting the things that come with adult life, adult and family life. And J.K. Simmons realizes that Andy Samberg has to come through to find something to move forward while... Kristen, like she slept yeah. with her sis, her sister's husband, even though her sister is like one of the best people she knows. It's a method of self destruction and a method of acting out, which she's done with her family for forever. And her ambition ends up paying off. They all they get well. I mean, we're in spoilers territory already. Yeah. Her ambition ends up paying off, and they are allowed to move forward in a very cool uh, way. She is the whole reason for breaking the time loop. Yeah. Well, but the, the time loop. She also she also finds someone she can trust and connect with. Yeah. And like the way that the ambition versus wasting time versus finding peace, find finding peace in repetition. Yeah. That the way that it's all represented is yeah. so it's beautiful. good. It's beautiful. That's the foundation of what makes this movie great. I think. But, and then the comedy is just hilarious. Yeah. And then add on to that, that it's really funny. It is really funny. Um, Chris Milioti is the funniest actress in the world. Yeah. She's right. She's hilarious. <laughs> I knew it since yeah. early on in How I Met Your Mother when she was sitting in traffic and some guy pulls in in front of her and she goes, what's this knucklehead doing? Like, <laughs> as so, the way she delivered the line, and this is not, you shouldn't equate, like, you know, uh, male and female actors, like, uh, whatever, but she is the, the female Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. All right. Uh, so Andy Samberg's moving forward is... Fall, real, taking a risk and saying he's in love and realizing he's in love and pursuing yeah that, basically yeah and so that's taking the, responsibility for that that's the rom-com aspect of the movie i guess right there um, and the fact that at the end he has to actually has to do the rom-com beats he has to he has to run he has to trick somebody into taking him someplace and he has yeah. to do a huge emotional speech which yeah. actually is really hilarious because it's founded around punctuation as well yeah, yeah. he has to yeah. make it one long run-on sentence because she gives him one sentence yeah like he has to do the rom-com catch you at the airport run basically mm -hmm. uh while she's heading into the cave with the c4 yeah. and it's so those rom-com <laughs> trappings definitely come into play maybe for people who may never watch this and are only listen to us we should explain what head into the cave with c4 means uh <laughs> no no <laughs> as I, I will also not explain dinosaurs walking in the desert anyway Kristen's journey she has to learn quantum physics she doesn't have to. That's her. That's what she wants to do. She learns <laughs> quantum physics to get out of the loop, which is awesome because that's like something that doesn't happen in these time loop things. Like just practically, just let's just really learn some shit and get out of here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the reason the time loop exists, there was an earthquake during the the wedding. A cave opened up, and it has this glowing thing that Andy Samberg walked into, and uh, just was part of the loop. Became part of the boom. Loop. In the middle, it was like in the middle of a area where no one was, so no no one else is is just gonna walk in there. Well, obviously they didn't walk in there, and this day is gonna <laughs> keep repeating. And then when he's doing drugs with Roy, they go in there, and then he's hitting on Kristen, and then Roy shows up and shoots him, and <laughs> and uh, he's like dragging himself into the cave. Because when you get it deep into the cave, it just triggers the reset in the same way that death does. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to live with the pain of yeah. the arrow in your shoulder for the rest of that day. <laughs> yeah. And then 
Kristen follows him because she's trying to help. And that's how she gets caught into the loop. Uh, and so she just studies quantum physics to figure out what's going on and how to get out. And uh, she figures out that she needs to walk in there with C4, blow it up at the, a specific time, and then that might mean they'll die. It might mean <laughs> they will move on with the day or they'll be launched into some other dimension. They don't know. Yeah. They have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is, spoiler, they get out next day. Yep. Boom. And then the I, I watched that and my immediate thought was, poor Roy. Like, why, why, why didn't they tell Roy? <laughs> and then yep. post-credits not post mid credits roy shows up at the wedding he's like what what's going on i got the letter but he's still in the the, the loop it was talks, a message it was a phone message it was a phone message and he shows up talks to andy he's like i got the message what so you're gonna you're gonna blow up the or whatever blah 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 did it <laughs> yeah he's like this is really crazy you think you're really gonna try this thing and then andy doesn't know who he is so because it's it's not loop andy anymore yeah so that cleared that up for me i was i'm glad Absolutely. they had that scene. It, like a few like six credits roll you get a couple of the producers on the movie and then the cut scene drops in where it's it's him yeah uh, and where, what where a, it's roy showing up at the wedding what a great efficient use of efficient dialogue that right there is a good example of like efficiently explaining everything in a very quick amount of time absolutely like, absolutely and um it, those of you looking for more Kristen miliati she's done a lot of stuff Obviously, Craig brought up How I Met Your Mother. Eliza and I really enjoyed her in the romantic comedy, It Had to Be You. Good stuff. And she's also in a really cool episode of Black Mirror. Is It Had to Be You a uh, remake? Because it feels like the type of a name of a movie that should have already existed. Yeah, there's a lot of rom-coms with really generically bad names. And It Had to Be You is one of them. Um, but there, it didn't really have that, to be her. That was the first movie named It Had to Be You? That's um I don't know. Can't be true. Can't be true. First first one I saw. All right. All right. It had to be you. <laughs> so uh there you go guys. It's a great movie. It's great. It's a great movie. Fantastic writing. They they lean into the stuff that Bill Murray leaned in Groundhog Day like as as uh Andy is at the wedding trying to seduce Kristen Milioti, he uh, gives this amazing speech that had to be written over many iterations probably yeah. he knows too much about what's happening on the dance floor so that he can kind of like interact as he dances toward her it's like yeah. it's like they do all those bits yeah but they do them just they do them really without without explaining it because you've all, we've already seen groundhog day so we know exactly they're like they're like you don't need this explained you know what's happening <laughs> yeah. and then they move us right along it's it's it is great storytelling filmmaking acting writing directing it is a great movie it is solid extremely solid it is i would say perfect i would say it's perfect Ugh, i loved it yep i would check it out um thank you for joining us once again craig congratulations on a million subscribers thank you, you know, and jake you just i want to you deserve it i want to congratulate you again on coming around to the movie drive and i appreciate thank you i really it, that means a lot to me craig wear masks black lives matter Let's take some responsibility here and scene. Movie. Movie. Did you have another point you wanted to throw in there? Oh, yeah. Uh, I pre-congratulations to when you come around to a more. But I am not going to talk about that any a more. Oh. <laughs> and scene.